Welcome to Punch Drunk Nerd. We did it again for the eighth time. Can you believe it? Listen, it's three amigos, three buddy old boys, three three friends hanging out, talking nerd shit. You know, just sit back, relax, grab a nice cup of cocoa, and just listen to our sweet dulcet tones. Talk about the nerd news. Talk about Moon Knight. Talk about, you know, you know the things that we like. Okay? I'm Luis Gonzalez. I'm Miguel Sanchez. And I'm Ed Bull. Now, if you were chiming in a little earlier, like a little fly on the wall, we were talking about Ed's puzzle. Uh, avid listeners know that Ed was working on a puzzle uh, a couple weeks back. How's that going, Ed? We're going to do a quick update on the on the puzzle business, and then we're going to jump into CinemaCon. Quick update. I definitely got a lot of flack after we discussed the puzzle, uh, much in the vein of, like, oh, 500 pieces is not a lot. And uh, then I started getting uh, secondhand comments from Sarah, from people saying, like, has he finished it yet? It's giving, uh, it's giving me anxiety and stuff. So here's the thing. Um, this last weekend, uh, I planned, or it was like two week, two Fridays back. Uh, you know, I was planning going into the weekend and just finishing it. And then um, we had my mum and her boyfriend babysit, and they, um, without my approval. They worked on the puzzle, uh, um, and they started like filling in the borders. They didn't do a whole lot to it, uh-huh. but they got some parts going, some areas going. Uh, and I will say, like one side, they definitely fucked up on. Oh. Uh, <laughs> they they literally were doing the like, oh well, I think this fits, so let's just wedge it oh, together. Oh no! Um. So after that, we had some friends come into town. Uh, two of whom were avid puzzle builders, or whatever you want to call them. Puzzlers? The puzzlers? Um, uh-huh. And they chipped away at it even more. And then, in like a bloody vengeance, I got drunk and decided to get back into it. So I stayed up late doing more to it. And then, uh, like, literally maybe 30 pieces left to go. Uh the same Nordstroms who babysat, they finished off the puzzle last night. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> so you didn't even get to do the final piece, like the final, I didn't like, get to I do the it. final piece. And I was like, you they know, didn't give you- if you do finish it, can you at least save me the final piece? That's, uh, yeah, that's puzzle etiquette. You know what I mean? I do a I lot know. of puzzles over Christmas. And, you know, if I didn't start it or if I'm coming in late to another person's puzzle, I finish it. I try to help them out, be a fresh new pair of eyes. But yeah. I never, never put the last puzzle piece in. There. I mean, that's you know a little. I, mean? I kind of set them up. Yeah, I mean, this was my baby that everybody had a hand in. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, so to my shame, I didn't complete it all by myself. You know. You know what that means, though. It means you need to tear it all down and do it again yeah. and do it again. Yeah. But this time, a thousand pieces, baby. But I'm gonna take it apart one piece at a time and write a little number on the back side. <laughs> and so I could just piece it together. Bit by instead bit. of uh, instead of us like playing video games on Twitch, we'll just have you just put puzzles together. You can just stream puzzle making. Yeah, and then we could like have like real time where I'm just like getting abusive at the puzzle. Yeah, yeah. Like you fuck. <laughs> it's all blue. Uh, <laughs> That's the content our fans want. I think exactly. Yeah. Somebody losing. And their hey, mind we do have a puzzle. Twitch account, so go in there and you know be one of the first early subscribers to Twitch. 
Uh, you don't have content, but maybe it's going to be Ed's pu- Ed's puzzles. Here yeah. we go. Punch nerd. Uh, well, I do. So I do have. Apparently, I've just got a collection of puzzles that people have gifted to me, but I haven't built. Oh, they're nice. Uh, <laughs> and the next one is a a, a three thousand piece puzzle of Hogwarts. Ed. Oh. I think there's levels to this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 500 to 3,000 is... I Yeah, I'm going to like turn into Howard Hughes and not leave my spare room for months, uh, growing my nails and my hair out, just trying to piece it together. I don't think I've ever done a 3,000 piece. I've done a 1,000 piece. That sounds intimidating as hell. Uh, But some of these avid puzzle makers out there, they're just like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, 3,000, no problem. <laughs> like there, there's a certain t- level of arrogance that comes with building puzzles. Yeah, I'll uh, tell like, you this. You know, yeah, over Christmas when we do puzzles for a thousand, me and a couple family members, like two or three or four of us, it takes us like it could take us a day or two for a thousand working together and yeah. like you know spending a good, good amount of time on there because it's the holidays. But three thousand, that's gonna take you. I mean, who wow. knows how many subscribers we're gonna get by the time you finish that. <laughs> Or lose. <laughs> or lose! <laughs> this could really test uh, the fan base. It's just like, yeah. do you like this podcast or not? Find out by following our puzzle episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Welcome back to Punch Truck Nerd, where we talk about puzzles all day. Yep. No, yeah. So yeah, that's my well, uh, misadventures of puzzle. Well, making. great. You know, I can't wait to see more of it on Instagram when we keep doing more puzzle updates. Puzzle Corner. <laughs> You know, go to at Punch Drunk Nerd on Instagram and follow us. That'd be great. Um, but we are going to talk about some big things happening this week. A lot of stuff happened. Uh, one of the biggest things is CinemaCon uh, came. It's a convention for the National Association of Theater Owners, NATO. Another NATO there. Uh, <laughs> started in 2011, and it's happening in Las Vegas, uh, coming back. Um, and we got word from Sony, Warner Brothers, Disney, and Universal. Uh, we're filming this on Wednesday, and tomorrow on Thursday, uh, Lionsgate, uh, we'll be talking about them. But I just wanted to run through a few things real quick with you guys. It's a long list, but um, wanted to get your opinion on some stuff. Uh, I have here first on the list, uh, Venom 3 has been slated to come back. We're <laughs> That's have, what you want to talk uh, about? <laughs> no, no, no. We're just going to, that one I want to just tap and go, land and go, you know what I mean? Touch and go, like an yeah. airplane, no, like you're training, training to be a pilot. So Venom 3 um, is coming out. Ghostbusters, a new Ghostbusters film. I saw the last one. It was pretty good. I had a good time with it. Um, I'm interested to see where it's going, but I'm here for it. Okay. Boop, 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 boop. Big news here. Uh, the new Spider-Man solo film, like the new spinoff, uh, is coming out. It's called uh, El Muerto, or it's the, that's the character's name, El Muerto. Uh, it's going to be perf- like, you know, Bad Bunny. Is going to be the uh, El Muerto character. And this is the first Latinx lead in a Marvel film. Uh, before that, it was just Oscar Isaac, who was uh, a Latinx lead in a Marvel property, which was Moon Knight. Uh, but it was only a TV show. We still haven't had a lead in a Marvel film. Uh, you know, which is great. I just wish Disney MCU was taking the first stab at this instead of Sony. Just <laughs> because I don't have that much, um, you know, trust in Sony. For these Marvel mo- for these Marvel movies, uh, I did a deep dive on El Muerto. Tell us. And the guy has only been in two comics. Okay, so he is very very new. And if if you're out there like I've never heard of El Muerto, well, it makes sense because he's only been in two comics, and they were like filler comics for 
uh, the Spider uh, for a Spider-Man series. I forgot the name. I'm sorry. Uh, but you can go on fandom and look for it up. But it's uh, basically it's a guy muerto. It's kind of like a blank pa- Black Panther situation where it's this mask of a luchador is kind of passed down from generation to generation, and with it is instilled all these powers and abilities. Um, El Muerto has to each El Muerto has to prove themselves um, that they're able to I don't know kick ass and all these things, um, and that's kind of pretty much it. You know what I mean? There's a storyline where El Muerto doesn't prove himself. And so he ends up fighting Spider-Man to prove himself. But then in the end, like Spider-Man saves him from the bad guy. And then that was it. So it's not like there's much to El Muerto. Also, I don't really know Bad Bunny that much. I know him from the Cardi B song. And <laughs> that's it. Yeah. He was on but SNL I know... one time. Oh, and he's going to be in Sony's upcoming movie, Bullet Train. El Muerto. Uh, uh, the, the Bad Bunny guy. Not El Muerto. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I know. But, but what, a, okay, now that I've info dumped and I have, you know, maybe some more information, but now that I've info dumped that on you guys, what do you guys think about this El Marta move? Uh, I, so a couple days ago, it trended on Twitter and it was just like, I click on it thinking, what's this news? And yeah, it's just like the whole internet was basically like, what? Why? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, uh, shout out to Bad Bunny. Shout out to the whole, you know, first yeah. Uh, you know, Latino actor, whatever. That's awesome. Uh, but it's just like you know, they're doing this Madam Web movie. They're doing El yeah, Morto. Madam Web. Now we're getting mm-hmm. we're getting Craven with what's his face. Um, I, I it's like yeah, I understand Sony's mindset on this. We got to create this like S- Spider Verse without Spider Man. So and they've yeah. got like a multitude of non Spider Man characters they can use. Um, if let's see, you know. I, I want it to I don't think out. it's going to be good. I'm going to be optimistic, but I mean, good for you. <laughs> nah, honestly, I, I, I would like it to succeed. I, you know, I haven't seen Morbius yet, but I, you know, it's not I was, good. I was kind of, no, you know, but my heart wanted me. I like the Fast and Furious movies. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like good movies. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I think if Fast I and Furious movies are a little bit better than 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 Morbius. You know what I mean? That's true. If you're enjoying true. that. Yeah. Ed, what do you think about this? <laughs> that sounds that's so confused. Um and it just yeah, I mean it, I don't have too much to say beyond what you guys said. I mean it just feels like they're throwing everything at it and seeing what sticks. Basically. Yeah, it seems like they're just kind of like, oh, let's it seems like kind of a woke move. Yeah, if that well, makes any sense. They're, you know what I mean? like, they're not you know, there's no kind of floor plan. It feels like it's just like um, exactly. Here's what we have uh, rights to. Yeah. Uh, so let's. Yeah. You know, it's not like people are crying out for a lot of these characters, right? Yeah. It feels very surface level. You know, like it doesn't yeah. seem like authentic, and it seems like there's no floor plan, like you said. You know. But I but, want it to be good. You know, I really do. The, the really first one that is it. good is going to be. You know, it's just going to knock people out of the water and it'll take them by surprise. I don't know which one that will be, but, you know, they're going to keep trying. So Yeah. It's like, it's like Disney movies. You know, I love Disney animated movies, and I, I think they're great. Disney live-action movies aren't as great, you know? And Sony is kind of in this situation where I love Across the Spider-Verse, and I love some of their other movies that they have. But when they're doing stuff like this, 
and Morbius and all that stuff. Yeah. It's like it's really hard. It's really hard for me to like believe that this is going to be a good movie that, you know, I'm sure they picked it because they're like, oh, well, this character doesn't have a lot of background, you know, so we can make up a lot of things. Yeah. We don't have to feel tied yeah. to like yeah. a lot of people comparing it to another character. We can take liberties in like making it our own thing. And that like, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you know, they weren't very good at keeping up like, you know, the the character traits of the movies that they have been doing. You know, they've been kind of spinning it their own way. So I guess let's see how this goes with a character that doesn't really have much. I mean, uh, but we're anyway, saying, we're saying this now, yeah. though, but in like 10 years, what if Sony got God help him? What if Sony actually God like, help <laughs> succeeds in this like Spider-Verse Listen, or whatever? I would we, love we get like an succeed. in-game level movie where it's like Venom is like the Iron Man of this universe. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like yeah. Tom Hardy is like sitting there in the middle of the picture going like, yeah, I fucking started the Spider-Verse. I'm fucking. Yeah. Venom. I mean, that's my optimism. Let's see it. Yeah. Let's see. You know what? I'm here for it. I want it to happen. I don't know. But you know what? A good Spider-Man across a Spider-Verse mm. uh, has been pushed back eight months from October 7th, 2022 to June 2nd, 2023. Uh, it's also dropped the part one. Reason being is because the third movie of this trilogy is now called Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. And that's been moved to March 29th, 2024. Uh, I'm a big fan of these movies. And I think it takes a lot of like time and creativity to make them. Pushing it back, totally fine. Sure. Take your time, work out the kinks. You know, I'm do not rush this. Yeah, my thoughts. Well, I mean, the only negative is just that we don't get to see it for another year, unfortunately, because uh, I was pretty excited for it. But uh, yeah, yeah. To your point, I mean, they know what they're doing, or we hope so. So, yeah, I can only have high hopes for these both of these films. Uh, and then we got Bullet Train. It's coming up soon, July 29, 2022. They talked about this. This is the guy, David Leitch. Leitch, Leitch. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> he directed Deadpool, Atomic Blonde, Hobbs and Shaw, and he was part of John Wick. So it's you know it's going to be banging. It's going to be a lot of fighting. It's going to be cool shit. Uh, not a lot of cuts in a fight. It's going to just showcase it really well, which I'm excited about. Uh, Bullet Train with Brad Pitt coming out July 29th with Bad Bunny. Uh, and then we got The Woman King with Viola Davis. And then, uh, Miguel, you alerted to this earlier. Uh, Mad, uh, Madame Webb and Craven the Hunter. That was the Sony day. That was the first day of CinemaCon. Uh, I'm going to move on over to WB the next day. Batman! Hey, it's back. It's coming back with a sequel uh, with the cast returning. All great feelings. I feel like we're all happy about that. There's nothing like crazy about that news. I think we all expected it. Yeah. Uh, you know, bring on the next three hours, you know. At this no. point, I, I just relish everybody else's... It's just going to be uh, three, okay. and then four, <laughs> and then five. Opinions on it. But, uh, yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm glad they're doing God, it. I wonder if, the, if you know, the next one's three hours long, and then the final third movie ends up splitting into two other movies. That are also three hours like, we were going to make one, but it got too big, and now we're making two three-hour films of the trilogy, like part one, part two of, like, whatever, you know. That Bring made me on. <laughs> Um, Flash, they saw some Flash footage and they had Batman, our Batman, Michael Keaton there, uh, being a strong boy in front of a bunch of bat suits they zoomed into him and he says his famous line you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts in a bat suit I don't know, it doesn't make sense but I mean, I guess like why? (laughs) I, I, listen the internet is so over the idea of Michael Keaton being Batman and I just want to say 
fuck off. Is it really? Uh, love it? I didn't, Respectfully. I, are they yes, really? Yes. I mean, I go on Reddit, Instagram, Twitter. Everyone's saying the same thing. They're either saying. What do they say? I'm super like like us. Like we're super yeah. into it. We grew up on Michael Keaton's Batman. We're ready. And we're like the old heads. And then yeah, yeah, most the of the heads. internet is just like, no one wants this. It's cringe. Ugh. What a mid-ass Batman. Fucking Michael Keaton. Bleh. I'm like, shut the fuck up. All right, yeah, like I fuck up. I this I is the they're... only reason I'm excited to see this movie yeah. is that Michael yeah. Keaton's coming back as Batman, and the internet is also just like, oh, what are they gonna do with this 70 year old Batman because he's coming back for Batgirl, and it's just mm-hmm. like I no one thinks that Michael Keaton is about to be the Batman for yeah. the next 10 20 years, like clearly they're setting something up and they're using him to like usher in this new whatever. And Except man, perhaps the man, yeah. Warner Brothers, they're just like, hey, Michael, you plan on sticking around for a bit? I could see I mean, him doing, yeah. at most, like, four movies. Four movies, okay. that's my guess. Four? Yeah, if well, he's had, already on you, his second yeah. one with Batgirl. Yeah, if you had if you had Kevin Feige at the helm here, you know what they would totally have done is work this to Batman Beyond. Get yes. Michael Keaton. Old man, I mean, old as hell. That has you know, to keep be a, the that, only. If he was, yeah, he could stay longer for four films if we had him as a Batman Beyond Bruce Wayne character. Like, yes. he's old, he's in a cane, he's got a he's badass not, dog. He's not Batman, he's not fighting. He's not, right. And I, you know what? I think Michael Keaton does this thing where he's got a cool, calm, collective Batman that I yeah. like too. You know what yeah. I mean? He's yeah. got it under control, he's got it collected. Whenever he's got his piercing eyes, you know I can trust him. You I know also want to like, point out I, that some people are like, oh, this is just nostalgia bait. Blah, 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 blah. But it's like, we all just sat through and gave MCU like $2 billion for Spider-Man No Way Home. Exactly. Just to see Tobey yeah. Maguire and Andrew Garfield come back as Spider-Man. Yes. It's like, if if Marvel can do it... Now listen, I don't want to give WB too much credit, but it's just <laughs> like, if, if Marvel can can get away with doing it, they at least deserve a shot. This Michael Keaton thing may be great. It know? could be that lifesaver. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Bring back... Uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to, to see him. You know, maybe because they've heard us talk about him so much that they're just like, man, fuck that. Let's get some new blood. You know, like they don't want to, they're tired of hearing us talk about Michael but, but Keaton. Maybe but that's then at the same they time, weren't even the same there. people are like, it has to be Ben Affleck or nothing else. And you're uh, like, uh, okay, I, it's not Ben Affleck anymore. You know what I mean? It, we're just gonna <laughs> ben have Affleck's to, Batman. If it yeah, ever was. We're just going to have never... to move on. Yeah. That's a depressing Batman. I never want to get behind. Also, I, I guess really Ezra like Miller's Affleck's in this Batman. movie too. You know, that's something, but. Which is why they emphasize the clip of Michael Keaton. Right, Michael yeah. Keaton. Michael Keaton. Uh, Michael Clayton. Keaton. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of heroes that we don't like, Black Adam is coming out <laughs> October 21st, 2022. They had, uh, this last line was, uh, somebody said to him, heroes don't kill people. And then he says, well, I do. Uh, so there you go. Well, okay. you know what? I will say this. I'm, I'm feeling very optimistic and giddy tonight about all these projects. You are that feeling, are, yeah. That, I are, like- that are obviously not going to work out. Um, but I mean, it's like, if anyone's going to do it, the rock is right there. You know what I mean? I feel like if he's going to be any DC character, this, he seems the most passionate about this. You know what I mean? No one else was like clamoring for it, I guess, but here he is like, okay, let's see what he can do. Let's give him a chance. It's the rock. He makes billion dollar movies, you know, just for for breakfast. So he'll be okay. Um, I just got extremely worried about superhero movies just now. Looking at this list, I'm like, damn, this could burst the superhero bubble because, like, there's so many coming out now that are going to outwash Marvel. Like, this mm-hmm. is a lot out, like, outside of Marvel movies. You know what I mean? It could really tarnish it. Anyway, uh, Shazam! Fury of God trailer, December 16, 2022. 
They said there was a shot of Wonder Woman and him dating. They said it could be a dream sequence. Aquaman Lost Kingdom, March 17th, 2023. And then out of the superhero realm, we're going into Wonka Christmas 2023, directed by Paul King, the guy who did the Paddington movies. I love Paddington. Yes. That's that's your people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I love those movies. Ed, Miguel, have you seen Paddington? Yeah, I have a child. So, yes, I have. Yeah. I've seen those. And I don't need are, a child to see Paddington. Paddington. Cool. Yeah. Paddington 2 is great. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, it definitely is one of those movies where you feel like, ah, I don't need this. I don't need an origin story for Willy Wonka. Yeah, never origin. Um, well, and the description is interesting. Did either of you read the synopsis? No. no. Yeah. Uh, I won't get it. <laughs> uh, you really got me on the hook there, Ed. Like, yeah, well, yeah. it's just like, okay. Did you read the synopsis? Am I going to make yeah. this like a musical too? And then He's they've got to right? justify the whole Oompa Loompa thing. Um, like yeah, racially? Uh, well, you know, it's just like there's always been that joke about how Willy Wonka uses uh, like slaves, s- slave labor yeah. to make oh. his. But they want to help. That's how they sell it, right? And, they want to help. You know, the story was always that he saved the Umpalumpas from the yeah. something or others um, that rhymes with Umpalumpas. Um, so I don't know. It could be interesting. The fact that it doesn't come out till 2023 is kind of nuts. December of like fuck me. Um, is that bad? I mean, I'm let it. No, no, no. But it's just take. like you know, it's hard to get hype for these movies when they're so far down the line. They right. do, they do announce so early because I mean, it was like last year we were talking about Willy Wonka. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I, I and we've already seen mean. like some stills and stuff. But yeah. I mean, you say that, but I mean, we've been talking about fucking Avatar sequels for the last like eleven Ugh. years. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So well, you know, I mean, they're, they're I mean a movie does to... take. It takes, you know, two to three years to make a movie, so it's not surprising to hear them, like, calling out these movies ahead of time. You know, it's like... No, of course, I mean, like... Video, long time. video games are the same way. You know, you'll you'll get, a, like, an E3 trailer three or four years yeah. before the game actually comes out, and you're like, when is this ever coming out? Yeah. Uh, well... Um, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it, it's just looking at this whole list, it's like, well, shit, I'm not going to be able to enjoy most of these yet. But, um, no, yeah, I mean... Cautious optimism is what I have for Wonka. Um, it, it's got good yeah. people behind it. That's all we can say for now. Like, real quick, what yeah. do we think about Timothy Chalamet? Like, we kind of like him, right? I love Timothy. Totally I kind of like him. Yeah, right? dude, he's killing Timothy it. He's a busy bee. I mean, like, I, every time, everywhere I go, I see him working. And it's I can't, hard not I like to him. Like, it's hard not to, to, to not like him, excuse me. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's he's, like, okay, you want to be I, Willy Wonka? Yeah, Fuck do it. Go I feel like he's stepped yeah. that that level of like okay so he had one big successful movie and call me by your name was that going to be like a one hit wonder or was he going to carry carry on through and i mean i think everything he's done since has been solid i forgot he was an interstellar did you know i I completely i was just about to bring that up he was talking to he was in some interview with someone with a co-star whatever movie he's working on uh where he was talking about how he thought his role in interstellar was going to be bigger and not like out of arrogance or whatever. He was just so excited to be a part of it. And when he saw yeah. the movie for the first time, he was like, oh, I'm barely in this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he was still just like so excited and just like so like humbled by it. And I was like, you know what, kid? I like you. You can stick around. Uh, yeah, I think it's like, you know, I really don't want an origin story, but it's a good director. It's a good actor. You know, so it's, I'm getting pulled. 
two different directions. And for a Christmas um, movie, you know what I mean? It could be fun. It yeah. could be. You're right. For, for a Christmas holidays. movie, I hope it's. For the and, families. you know, I like for the families. Yeah, it could be really dark. It could be really. But I feel like this Paul King guy is going to make it like the appropriate tone, a little bit like really light and then a little bit, you know, creepy and dark. Um, <laughs> not creepy and dark. We have Barbie. Uh, 2023 with Margot Robbie as the t- t- uh, titular character uh, with Ryan Gosling, uh, directed by uh, Greta Gerwig, who directed Lady Bird and Little Women. Uh, I love Lady Bird. Uh, so whatever this is, I'm excited to see. I'm sure it's like some strange dramatization of it. I don't really know how they can make a story about this um, or what the no, angle but is. I'm, but... I'm more excited for this than I am Wonka at wow. this point. Because I, I think, and I believe uh, Greta Gerwig's partner noah bomback is helping her with the script oh oh um so it could be fun uh like a weird indie take on the bar there you go exactly yeah yeah i mean it's it's wild and margot roby sorry go ahead no uh, i was just gonna say i think she's producing it too uh you know it was just like a couple years ago that uh amy schumer was attached to this she was gonna play barbie oh wow and Jennifer Lawrence, I do right? Vaguely remember, like they were yeah, teaming yeah, yeah. up, her being a part because they were, they were like partners in crime there for a few, uh, for a couple of yeah. years. But I, uh, <laughs> you know, if you're gonna get someone to play like this pretty doll, you know what I mean? It's like, I mean, Margot Robbie is right there. You know what I mean? She's and a think, great actress, and she's also very, yeah. You know what I mean? She's Barbie. You know what I mean? I think Greta Gerwig is a is a great director to take it because I'm sure it's gonna deal with like female issues and mm-hmm. female like you know things like that's what her movies always kind of talk about and i think margot robbie's a big proponent and just like speaking outside of what we i don't know i think it's typically gonna see up... of like females in like 2000s or 90s you know what yeah. i mean like there's gonna they're gonna add some more meat to it. they're gonna give some more depth to the story and i think it's yeah. gonna end up being a lot more entertaining than just like on paper you 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 think you know what i mean yeah like, yeah, yeah, who, yeah who really wants to yeah. see a barbie movie that's just a cash grab but then you're like okay i kind of see this maybe working so it might be an actually good indie movie yeah. that's just written that just like has barbie as the title you know very tongue-in-cheek mean? probably you know what i mean yeah a lot of social yeah. commentary yeah, yeah yeah uh and then yeah, go for it. ryan gosling is completely uh you know he's ken Charming. He's, Ken, he's also, right? yeah, he's yeah, also he hilarious. Ken. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. There's a, there's a lot of potential here for this to be like kind of like a hit, an unexpected hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They got for good. Sure. They could seem like they can have good chemistry together. Um, John Wick Four. There was promotion everywhere. March twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. It's going to come out. I can't believe they're making two more after that. That sounds crazy. I thought we were down to three. Wow. I don't know how Keanu keeps doing it, but I mean, sure. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'm going to go. I like those movies, but I just can't believe they're still doing it. Uh, Elvis, I mean, June twenty. Yeah, sorry, Liam Neeson did. Like no, hit me up. Yeah, he, just Liam interrupt Neeson, me because I'm just gonna. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Liam Neeson did about a million Taken movies, so it's like if Keanu Reeves wants to do about a million John Wicks, like you know what, go for it. Yeah. Uh, we got Elvis coming out June twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. I just saw that uh trailer for it again, and like it's the second time I've seen it on the big screen. I'm like, you know what, I'm here for it. I love Boz Lerman, and the actor who's playing uh, Elvis seems to be pretty great. So I'm I'm kind of yeah. excited to check it out. Yeah, I'm on board for it. It looks like a, it looks like it will be a good yeah. one. It, that's a good like collaboration there. Like Baz Luhrmann sounded perfect for yeah. that movie, so I'm here for it. Uh, don't worry, darling. Uh, this is kind of a new idea, but it's Olivia Wilde 
Uh, she directed Booksmart, and uh, that was her debut film. It's got Florence Pugh, Chris Pine, Olivia Wilde, Harry Styles, Nick Kroll, and Gemma Chan. Uh, it's like a thriller, kind of Truman Show, Matrix, Inception. Uh, I would even say Step Stepford Wives type of thing. Um, it's like a thriller, so I like Florence Pugh. Let's see, let's see where this goes. You know, I don't know what you guys think, but it's kind of a new movie. It's called Don't Worry, Darling. Uh, this is what I was texting you guys about just tonight. Um, apparently, uh, Olivia Wilde was on stage at CinemaCon promoting this movie, and she got served papers while she was yeah. on stage. Uh, that's bonkies. It seems like her paper, the papers being uh, what's it called? She got like a custody agreement for, or whatever. Yeah, for uh, from. Her, and Jason Sudeikis, they Thank you, yeah. they've been divorced or whatever, and so now they're they're going through uh, a very <laughs> probably traumatic private affair. And then some guy just walks out on stage and like delivers. Pay- I mean, that has to be just such a smack in the face. I feel so bad. I'm I feel very cautious about that news. I know that just came out as we were before we do this, but I don't like I don't want to believe that that's what happened because that seems just it like seems a, so rude and hurtful. Incredible! Like, and how did he even get? to the point where they could pass this on stage. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's such an get... aggressive mood and is, I can't uh, move that. I can't imagine Jason Sudeikis would have well, supported I don't think this, would... or if it was Jason Sudeikis team who did this without his permission. Yeah. But I don't want to believe that that's what happened. Cause that's pretty crazy. If I mean, somebody I... just got onto stage and served this in the middle of her presentation, I like, mean, do it before she goes on. If you're going to be that much of an asshole, you know what I mean? Do yeah. it after she gets off. It just seems like there's a time and a place. Again, yeah, I mean, for like the, such the, a private a family matter. You know what I mean? I, and the stage manager is like, excuse me, who are you? Who are Why you? are you going to serve papers? <laughs> you know, we got a show running, you know, running on a tight schedule. It reminds uh, me I of can, Seth Rogen in uh, Pineapple Express. That's his job. So like the whole opening yeah, montage for that yeah. movie is him <laughs> yeah. into people's jobs and serving them papers. And it's like. I just imagine some guy being like, <laughs> like when he <laughs> this is Pineapple Express too. This is the movie I want to yeah, see. It real. starts with her. Um, so that was Warner Brothers. Let's roll it in. We got two more studios. We're gonna try to get through this fast. Disney. Um, Disney owns. Obviously, they bought Fox Studios, 21st Century Fox, or 20th Century Fox. So now they're just marketed as 20th Century Studios instead of 20th Century Fox Studios or whatever. Um, and so there was a lot of Fox or 20th century studios, excuse me, uh, movies being presented like avatar two, which is going to be called avatar, the way of the water. Um, and if you're looking out, if you're going to watch Dr. Strange, um, in may, they're going to have a teaser trailer that will drop. Hope, I think they said exclusively just in theaters, and then they're going to re-release and remaster the avatar. The first one on September 23rd, 2022. Don't watch it. I'm not going to watch it. Let's not make them more of the number one box selling movie of all time. Wow. There's my campaign. That's a, that's yeah. a strong, I don't, that's a strong emotion, Luis. I, I don't like that movie and I don't, and I saw it in 3d the second time fell asleep. Uh, and it was just, wow. I'm not excited for these movies at all. So no. that's, I that's mean, my take excited, on it. I, like even just a little bit for these movies. No, I probably will skip watching this movie in the theaters, to be honest. Wow. Yeah. Unless I hear otherwise from people very close to me that want to watch this movie, mm-hmm. I think that the, I mean, I can't imagine it being so beautiful that it would drag me into theaters. I don't, I don't think we've reached that technological place where that's going to happen. Wow. I mean, yeah, because you're right. The, the sequels are basically flying on how successful the very first one was and, over a decade ago. So I see what you mean. Like, it's not like 
the CGI is going to be that much more groundbreaking in that time. I mean, maybe it could. I don't know. It's been how many years? I mean, it's underwater now. Is that what it is? But if that's all they've got to show with it, if it's just going to be like another one-noted story to it. Well, there's at least four notes because there's like four sequels coming out. Oh, my God. Sure. (laughs) I'll say this. Um... Kristen and I, we, it's not like we, we weren't even together when this movie came out. That's in, that's insane. Just thinking about that. Uh, but we've since watched it together and enjoyed it. We went to Disney World for our honeymoon and we did the whole uh-huh. Pandora world yeah. or whatever that they have there. And it was a blast riding that ride. You know what I mean? I'm sure it's a blast. I'd love to go that ride. Uh, so I don't know. I kind of feel like this might be one of the movies of, you know what I mean? Sometimes you only get like three or four movies that you're actually going to go see in the theaters uh this might be one of them for our family so i don't know we're kind of hey, report in my house re- re- report back you know what i mean we need we need from somebody from all camps to report back but i was uh you know i was really hoping for Endgame uh to be the number one box office globally and then mm. avatar took it again and now mm. that we're gonna have a re-release and they're gonna you know it's gonna be even farther so kevin you know let's yeah whatever speaking of marvel uh <laughs> they are planning uh a 10 year like they're planning their next 10 years uh they're going to go to retreat house and they're going to plan everything which uh i i I think that i that's cool i would love to go to a fucking like retreat i was and just fuck around brainstorm and just be like what's the fucking future going to be and and think of all these cool characters and build it i was just thinking today how cool it would be to be invited to something like that to be able to go like (laughs) most corporate retreats you're not like itching to go to but like just to be a part of you know what I mean? Like I, I was sitting there wondering if someone like James Gunn invited to this. You know what I mean? He's wrapping yeah. up Guardians of the Galaxy and kind of his stamp on the MCU. Yet he's so you know what I mean um, influential that it's like yeah. are they going to have him come in and kind of be some sort of like leadership role as far as the next yeah. ten years go? You know, uh, like and not he doesn't just, even and have not to, just him. Yeah. You know, there's all these new directors coming in. I mean, like not even new. Uh, Black Panther's um, uh, Ryan uh, Coogler. Who am I saying that right? Yeah. You know what I mean? He's someone else that could be a very influential leader in the next 10 years. So I'm just like, to be a fly on the wall in that retreat would be amazing. Yeah, that's when like ideas are just like bubbling out for the first time, like a fetus coming out of the womb. You know what I mean? Like it's just like, it's just like all these fresh ideas seem, and and they've done so much groundwork and they have clear direction that it makes it exciting. And also like 10 years is, it seems like a lot. But again, like making movies takes so long to do that you kind of have to to prep it. Uh, I know when I said that, I feel like I heard Ed just like sigh at the idea of them planning 10 years of their future. Do you want to give your uh, thoughts on (laughs) on Marvel's little retreat here? No, it's just like, I mean, you've got to imagine a huge chunk of that is going to be Star Wars and Marvel. Oh, just Marvel. Uh, It's just Marvel. Oh, just yeah. Marvel. You know, fuck me. I'm already exhausted thinking about it. Um, I mean, we were just talking about all those superhero movies coming out in the next two years. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like these other movies yeah. are tainting <clears throat> my whole Marvel, whatever. But uh, you know what? Uh, me and Miguel have kids and they're going to be growing into these movies. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they come up with and uh, see what the, you know, the legacy I- of Marvel carries over these next few yeah years. i think it's interesting just because i feel like the next three or four years have already been kind of or three years at least they've already been kind of planned out mm-hmm. so when they say the next 10 years yeah. i wonder if they mean like the next literally nine. the next 10 years 35. or plus 
plus yeah. that, you know, because they have a pretty good trajectory. And I feel like going in, they have an idea of where it's going to go, but they just need to like really pin some things down. Uh, I know you're not a fan of that, Ed, but I know you are a fan of the Chippendale trailer that got dropped. Hey. Uh, it's going to be streaming <laughs> on May 20th on Disney Plus. Can you believe yeah. that? I That's think... crazy. You don't have to go to theaters for that. That seems like such a like a, a, an amazing get that they're not putting that in theaters. Uh, yeah. I, I'm excited. I'm kind of like with Ed. Ed and I, we were kind of saying the same thing earlier. It was just like, yeah. I didn't think anyone was going to be <laughs> into this trailer, but I watched it and was surprisingly taken aback by it. And I loved the kind of meta commentary they were having on themselves. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it's always funny. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Space Jam tried to do something, which makes me feel like, uh, this is Disney, so it's not WB. But you know, Space Jam did something similar where Warner Brothers injected a lot of its per- its properties into the Space Jam sequel. Yeah. Uh, but it just seems like they're kind of Disney's kind of doing that same idea, but it just seems like a lot more fun. I'm a, a lot more excited about this one. Yeah. Yeah. They. Yeah. No, it just seemed like they were uh, willingly, you know, mocking the concept itself. Uh, whilst also being able to bring in all those classic Disney yeah. characters, like I think they ref- they referenced Peter Pan, uh, Flounder. Peter Pan is all like grown um, up and has like a beer belly and loses. All grown yeah. up and fat, yeah, yeah. and yeah, it's just like okay, I want to hear that story. Um, yeah, it, it could be fun, whatever. And Disney Plus, all right, great. Uh, because I would not have gone out right. of my way to try and catch this. Although, although it's so, John Mulaney. You know what I mean, and uh, Andy Samberg. You know what I mean. I feel like those are big enough names to get people in the theater. Exactly. I mean, I thought it. Oh, I Andy thought it was going to go into the movie theater. Is the other yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I was surprised right. when it was going right. streaming. I thought it was definitely going to be a mo- uh, theater drop, um, but no, it's streaming. And um, I love how one of the characters is like 3D, and they'd mention like, "Oh yeah, I got the 3D surgery, the 3D modeling surgery." And so, what's it called? Uh, is it Dale? Who's like all 3D? Who is it? Yeah, uh, but the director. I, I guess, but yeah, yeah that was funny. the director is Akiva Schaefer. He's part of oh, the Lonely Island the Lonely group. Island. Yeah, and so he did Pop Star, he did Hot uh, Rod, he did Palm Springs, he did these movies already. So you can kind of get an idea of like the fun that they're gonna have with it. They kind of did some. They poked meta at Pop Star. You know what I mean? So they're gonna keep uh, doing that with this one. Um, and then we got our friend David O. Russell. He was busy for a minute doing Silver Lines Playbook, American Hustle, you know, uh, the Joy. He just had so many movies coming out, out, out. And now he kind of took a break. He's back uh, with his buddy Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, De Niro, and I think Taylor Swift in a rom-com called, rom-crime, excuse me, called oh. Amsterdam. And it's coming out November 4th of this year. Um, I know, Ed, you're not a fan of David O. Russell. Not really. I, well, he's just yeah. I think his movies are a little overrated, and uh, granted, he he gets some like really good performances, but also he's one of those directors who you constantly hear is yeah. an asshole on set. Yeah, uh, and it just kind of makes you wonder like why uh, these people keep working with him. Uh, like I remember in American Hustle, there was a thing between him and Amy Adams, and Christian Bale had to intervene. Christian Bale. Had to intervene. <laughs> And I love how you repeat it. Um, <laughs> and uh, and yet he's Christian Bale's back for this yeah, one too. That's a good so, point. I don't know. It's I, I will say like I mean he always has uh, 
interesting stories to tell. But um, I don't know, that always seems to just stand out to me. It's just one of those yeah. things, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, and yeah, like, I, I really didn't like American Hustle. Uh, I think the last movie I really enjoyed of his was The Fighter. Mm. Uh, and that was, what, 2011? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, whatever, I'm here for it. That cast is, you know, that's very tempting. He, yes, he please. Does, he does uh, cast very well. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you got, yeah, John David Washington um, oh, wow. and, uh, yeah, Christian Bale, Margot Robbie. I mean, those three alone could be good. So, yeah, I mean, I'll probably see it, uh, especially, I mean, that's uh, Oscar yeah, season exactly. release, so you know yeah. me. Yeah, <sighs> it's definitely going to be thrown in the Oscar, like, you know, ring. Uh that's what he's gunning for. Yeah. Uh, opposite of the Oscar year, we got the blockbuster season. Uh, we got Lightyear, Pixar's Lightyear with Chris uh, Evans. Chris Evans, yeah. Uh, comes out June 17th. We all knew that was coming. He just presented it. And uh, now we're going to go to Universal, which I, t I was talking to Miguel about this earlier. A lot of the stuff that we're seeing from Disney, from Warner Brothers, and from Sony, these are huge blockbuster movies that are mostly superhero movies with a few outliers that are different. But Universal, uh, it seems like a lot of their movies are kind of not in that camp. So what it seems like what they did is they show, hey, you're getting your superhero fix with all these other movies. Let's give you the other ones that you'll need, like your rom-coms, like your yeah. horror films, like your uh, mm -hmm. comedies, like your history dramas. You know what I mean? Like all of these other movies. These, I'm going to spit through these, but there's really fat. Nope by uh, Jordan Peele, July I'm 22nd. So Halloween. For that one. Sorry. Very excited for that one. Halloween Ends. Uh, it's the ending of Halloween, started in 1978 with Jamie Lee Curtis, October 14th. Uh, this movie called Megan, which is actually spelled the same way that Punch Drunk Nerd is, with the, the three backwards acting like an E. I was shocked when I saw them doing that. I already called a lawyer. I already called okay, a lawyer. Yeah, make sure to serve it. it to them oh when God. they present this movie. And, and <laughs> uh, Megan, it's a horror movie. It comes out in January 13th. Uh-oh, that doesn't sound good because it's a January release. Usually they're not very good. Uh, the January February releases, so we'll see about that. It's about a robot AI that goes bad. Uh, Easter Sunday, a Joe Coy movie, uh, directed by Jay Chan uh, Chandras. I'm Chandrasekhar. I've never said that. Yeah, name. I I I never said it. I've heard it. I'm so sorry. I'm sure comic nerds are going crazy and He's yelling the, at the screen. The Super Troopers guy. Super Troopers guy. He's doing that movie, so it's you could tell you could feel you could feel what that's going to be. Uh, Beast Idris Elba. That's like about a family that's being hunted by a lion. Last Voyage of Demeter, Whoa. January 7th, 27th. It's a horror movie on a boat. Minions, The Rise of Gru. Animation Bros, the first gay rom-com made by a major studio with an all-open LGBTQ cast. That comes out September 23rd with your friend Billy Eichner. Uh, Ticket to Paradise with George Clooney and Julia Roberts. That's going to be like a rom-com, whatever movie. Uh, October 21st. Uh, she said it's a movie about the Weinsteins with Carrie Mulligan, November 18th. Miss Harris goes to Paris, July 15th. Uh, BJ Novak, the guy from The Office, he's coming out with a movie for his debut called Vengeance. Uh... It's a debut mystery comedy, July 29th. And then uh, we have Bobby uh, Fairley, you know, the, uh, one of the Fairley brothers. Of, he did Dumb and Dumber, something about Mary, Shallow Hal. Me, myself, and Irene, he's coming back. Um, He's doing a, a show called Cha a movie called Champions. It's like the Mighty Ducks, but for basketball. And it's got uh, Woody Harrelson, Kaylin Olsen, Cheech Marin. Uh, Armageddon Time with Anthony Hopkins. You know, 
high class. Tar, Kate Banch Kate Blanchett, another high caliber actor. Um David Harbour is gonna be playing Santa Claus in this action comedy Christmas movie called Violent Night. Basically a bunch of people uh, like hold up a family and Santa Claus has to like save the day and like take them down. Some sort of yeah. Yeah, it's coming out December 2nd. And then Downton Abbey, A New Era, yeah, that movie comes out like soon, uh, May 18th or now. And then Lionsgate tomorrow. So th yeah, that, there's a lot of shit that, a lot, that, that just came out, um, you know, so much. We could have three or four hours on an episode just talking about this. But now that I spit everything out, uh, what do you guys, you guys have any thoughts on this, on these things? I was going to say, I know we were trying to get through this as quickly as possible, but there was a it's couple so hard. of thoughts that so my eye. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, uh, I mean, obviously, like I said, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing Nope. Jordan Peele can do no wrong. You know, I, anytime he's he does, he's one of those creators that it's like you you put out a teaser trailer and you don't have to see anything else. It's like I'm coming to see yeah. your movie. I'm interested exactly. in your ideas. So far, he has not failed. Um, one of the things that really caught my eye was this George Clooney, Julia Roberts rom-com rom-com. Yeah, tickets it to really. Paradise. Dude, you really perked up on that one, dude. I'm just saying that's like you know what I mean. America's sweethearts, right here. Like it is, yeah. I want to see the shit out of this movie. Like we, <laughs> we love a Julia Roberts rom com in this house. So oh, absolutely, I love her. Uh, and I mean everything else you said here was you know the the uh, David Harbour Santa movie, Violent Night. That was the other one that kind of yeah, that took me by surprise when I was reading it. I kind of yeah, that sounded very I think fun. We we need a like when was the last time there was a genuinely great yeah. Christmas comedy for sure that people for sure. chat and about. To Luis's you know point mean? about Universal kind of taking risks and like really trying to put out some content that's not the same old, you know, or yeah, or, or, you know, and, just another. Yeah, exactly. And Universal's known it's like their thing is like oh they're the monsters, you know what I mean? They have the mm -hmm. horror monsters, the the Frankenstein's, yeah. the you know the mummy and all this stuff, and they're yeah. not retreating back to that they're like hey yeah. we're doing these movies instead which is which is they, they did tried, they did try though. but now they're yeah you're, they did try but they're at least doing this thing now with hey you know as much of a marvel fanboy i am and like i love original content and i love hearing new ips like didn't uh christopher nolan just move from wb to universal you know I, yeah whew, i didn't did know, yeah they're so producing kind of, really universal's kind of like this uh yeah maybe like underdog or someone that's kind of just like not really, yeah. you don't normally think of universal as putting out like these forefront or whatever. Not, no, just yeah. universal. I love the theme park. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, to your point, Louise, like these are kind of exciting movies that they're putting out. Uh, I'm interested. Yeah. Different movies that I'm exactly. I'm, I'm excited to see um, so much stuff. You know, we, I think, you know, I'm going to probably skip these other news stuff that we have just because we spent so much time on CinemaCon, but it was so much stuff that I wanted to talk about it. Um, but now that we did our news dump, uh, we're going to do another dump. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This is Moon Knight 105 uh, Asylum. We're going to talk about Moon Knight. Uh, and this is the second to last episode. So, you know, things are getting real. Um, yeah, I mean, the last time we saw uh, Stephen Grant and Mark Spector, they were stuck in an, an insane asylum, and that's what this episode's kind of about. They're kind of stuck in there, but they're also, we've realized that they're actually dead, and that they have to quote-unquote balance the scales to go into the field of reeds, which is kind of like the heaven area. And throughout this whole time, uh, the hippo god is like, hey, you need to sort yourself out um, and balance yourself, whatever that kind of means. 
um, and deal with your problems before you can go to the land, the field of reeds. Um, and so we see a lot of like Mark Spector and Stephen Grant kind of being this, these little buddy thing, um, working through their problems. So yeah. What'd you guys think about this episode? Ed, go ahead, bud. Eddie. Oh, aha. No. <laughs> we did it again. We had a two week streak. So <laughs> we had a two or three week streak of no, of Ed <laughs> constantly being on this thing. He has gone. He's dipped out folks. Go to YouTube and look at him. He's gone. Um, but that's okay. okay. We're going to go on. Well, and talk uh, about Moon Knight Asylum without him. Uh, so I am straight up not having a good time with this show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Amazing. No, 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 no. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking shit. No, I'm just kind of bored with it. I think mainly uh-huh. because just like my attention is just like, this character seems like someone that I personally would just, I think, enjoy a little bit more if I had like a condensed movie story. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It seems like every week in these last couple of episodes, he's not been Moon Knight because they're doing this this whole other thing. And that, and that's great. And I understand like the, the choices. Um, But I'm just kind of like checking my phone a lot more. I'm just like, let me pause. Like it took me a long time to get through this episode today, just simply because I just kept getting distracted. Yeah. Um, yet it had uh, a lot of uh, good qualities, you know, things that when I was engaged into it was mainly, you know, I loved the storyline of them exploring his childhood and why he kind of created this like alternate character for him. Yeah. Uh, and I was maybe a little more interested in that aspect of the story than I was the whole like literal there in this other realm and getting mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The whole, like, are they going to go to the afterlife or not kind of deal. I was more interested in the backstory. Um, uh, I will say for us kind of dogging on uh, Oscar Isaac's uh, English accent for his character when we first started watching the show, I'm super, no matter how bad it is, I'm super into the character. Like, I like, I like the dynamic between both of them. I like how nice and sweet uh, Steven is. Love Steven. Yeah. And uh, yeah, his big moment in and, this episode yeah. definitely got me kind of choked up. So, yeah. And I called it too. I said, you know, like the reason why he has that type of accent, that rough accent is because he's imitating like mm-hmm. a movie, an old movie or TV mm-hmm. show. So I think it's, it's perfectly, you know, done. Um, yeah. I mean, I think this was like the better one of, of the season. You know what I mean? For me, at least, cause I felt like it actually had to do with some character stuff. Um, I mean, he did great. I think some of the other performances were, were good. Uh, I don't know, Ed, we're talking Moon Knight. Did you want to give your spiel on on Moon Knight? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, uh, it was a really uh, strong episode. Uh, kind of what I got on Miguel's part, I agree with just uh, that. Sorry, just knocked my mic. Um, that it... Uh, like I was more invested in you know the actual drama, uh, to his childhood and stuff, and I was like thinking about it this afternoon, having watched it. I was just like, it's really just kind of brilliant how they set that all up, um, and the tonal shift was done eloquently enough to where it didn't feel yeah forced, you know, and that but and then 
kind of again agreeing with Miguel, uh, it just kind of made everything about what Oscar Isaacs has done this whole season up until this point just really kind of brilliant. Like it's really kind of like a genius character role for him. So, uh, yeah, I'm really just uh, seeing how they land yeah. it now at this stage because uh, I feel like this really raised the uh, emotional yeah, I, I... bar to his character and how he's because uh, that uh, that one goddess, the hippo goddess, uh, she uh, she like confirmed like, oh yeah. no, you are dead. So. Uh, she, they're gonna have to, uh, like make another deal with Konshu or something like that. I don't know, but uh, it'll be interesting to see because it's hard to believe. Like even with all of this baggage now, like we only have yeah. one more episode left. So, uh, which I'm glad. Like it, it means that they're not gonna have a lot of like extra fluff. Like the next episode Definitely. is gonna have to be. Exactly. Like, hey, this is our character, Moon Knight. Thanks for watching. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I think, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I feel the same um, thing. I'm glad that we finally got to a character I'm moment. I'm enjoying I think, it, and I hope uh, they, they pull it In up. the middle section, it got pretty plot forward, where there wasn't, yeah. I, so, yeah. you know, it was just like, <laughs> plot point, plot point, plot point. We got to move you forward, forward, oh, forward, forward. And there wasn't up. any time for us to really simmer. And I think, like, episode one did a really good job of us simmering with Stephen Grant. And, you know, then we had some action moments and then we got to like plot, 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 plot here. We got to go. We got to go. We got to explain all of these things. Um, but so it's it, it seemed for me kind of like now that we're almost near the end, like it seems a little uneven, but I understand yeah. the difficulty of things that they have to go through. Like it's a very difficult job. Like I can't imagine me doing it any other way or making it better like they. Sure. I mean, I understand why they had to make it a TV show. I understand they had to add all this stuff. Um. I wish, you know, it would have been shorter episodes and I think I don't know. I, I enjoyed this episode because we had more character stuff compared to like just plot, 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 plot. I, I kind of even this episode what... sorry, even this episode, like it started off as like you, let me set up an artificial plot point for you to finally discover to make a discovery of who you are. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, sure. it had to set up these boundaries at the beginning and then it it was fine all the way through. Sorry, Ed. I mean Miguel. Uh, I will say this has been just kind of like a, and I didn't finish Hawkeye, so I can't really speak to that. But as far as the Disney Plus shows that I have seen for these Marvel movies or Marvel TV shows, that has kind of been like the overall feel is that like some of the episodes really hit and make me feel something. And other times it just feels kind of like filler or, or like you said, like just moving the plot forward. So I, I'm still kind of, not fully committed to the whole Disney plus uh, way of storytelling. I think they, they're still kind of working out their kinks. Uh, something I'm, I'm interested in is not just how are they going to end the show, but like, I assume in like what, like the next Avengers movie, six years down the road, you know, moon Knight's going to be there. And like, how, how does he fit into the overall MCU? Uh, so I'm just, I'm interested in moving forward. I'm curious about it. Uh, but uh, right now it's not like he's, my absolute favorite MCU character just yet. Well, I, mean, I haven't even leaned into the character all that much as far as the actual persona of Moon Knight. He's been That's true. completely secondary to this whole series. 
Mm -hmm. uh, which I, I've been fine with. Like, they've had a good enough story that justifies that. Like, Moon Knight is not front and center. It's the conflict and the story behind Mark and Steven. Which I guess is the point. It's like an origin story. In a, in, a, in a way. But do you guys see him, like, with other Avengers? Like, in an, in, you know what I mean? Like, in another type of secret invasion type storyline or whatever? Like, how does he fit into the overall MCU? I could see him more in something along the lines of Doctor Strange. Yeah. Mm. Um, Which I feel like is the projection, the, pro the projectory of this, like, uh, yeah. of, of the Marvel universe right now. Is we're like going to start seeing... Mm -hmm different uh, mythics and legends and because like in thor we're going to start meeting greek right. mythology with zeus and hercules so it's not too far-fetched to assume that yeah maybe uh they'll get together at some point and if they don't i mean then that's just a waste of <laughs> my time i mean they're going to uh, you know, they're, but, they're talking about the midnight suns with him and like yeah, you know. oh. but also it would be a, it would be such a waste to lose Oscar Isaac's to I think this franchise. He's not going I think nah, I, I think the 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 amount of care that they've put towards the story for this character uh, thus far, I think. Uh, and shout uh, out to Oscar Isaac's. You know what I mean? I feel like he got kind of shortchanged in the Star Wars trilogy. You know what I mean? And yeah. Disney's mm -hmm. over here like we'll make it up, baby. Come on, come be yeah. come be in the Marvel universe. It's okay. We got you. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm hoping that it ends strong. Um we'll see obviously it ended on a kind of a sad note because we spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers. We currently lost our friend Steven. I can't believe uh. I, I don't imagine we'll lose him forever, but that was incredibly sad. Nah. Um We love Steven. And also it brings the question like I feel like there's still like a third person out there that we haven't met. You know, we've, yeah. we've talked about that, and I was thinking about that as we were as I was watching this episode today. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, maybe I was a little wrong on that prediction. Uh, maybe it really is just like super focused on these two. Um, but uh, I felt like there was a moment when both of them were like, "Who did that? I didn't do that. Did you do that? I don't the know." The episode before this, I, right? Because yeah. I mean, there was a moment where uh, you, we see Mark Spector in the previous episode, you know, like phase back into his body, and he's like, "Stephen, what did you do?" But you kind of don't yeah. see Stephen being the one to do that so they're right there's potential but uh yeah i don't know i the thing i really enjoyed most about this was just like his backstory into his childhood uh i, I think he's an interesting character uh i just um I, i'm optimistic we'll see yeah yeah no i feel like there's something about the pacing that's that's like the, yeah. the tricky part of like this whole season because then uh, you know I, I really do think that this would have translated well into a feature-length film. I think a movie uh, would have been good. Yeah. Um, especially after this episode. I was like, there, there, there were ways to condense this down and still land that emotional punch. Uh, yeah. If anything, kind of allude to it a little more. Uh, but... Yeah, it's the know. same situation where Falcon and the Winter Soldier could also have been a movie themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. And it's yeah. like, like WandaVision, I feel like makes stuff. sense as a TV show. Uh, WandaVision uh, has been the only true justification of a 
series, I feel like. So it was far. definitely the strongest of the start, you know what I mean? Like, when they first yeah. introduced that. I mm-hmm. So far, that has been, I feel like, the, the bar, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's crazy, because that movie wasn't even supposed to begin. Like, it was Black Widow was supposed to come out, and WandaVision was supposed to come out later. But then, like, that was the forefront during the pandemic. Like, that was, like, the return to Marvel was WandaVision. Yeah. That was such a great return. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of movies could have, a lot of TV shows could have been movies. Um, you know, with Loki, you have this whole mystery aspect of like, what's going to happen next week? Wh- who, what's really happening, you know, which could play off TV really well. But in the end, like, I could have been fine with a movie for Loki. I could have been mm-hmm. fine with a movie for Falcon and Soldier. I could have been fine, potentially a movie for Hawkeye too, you know? Um, but yeah. So we'll see how Moon Knight ends, and then uh, I mean, what if that's a sh- that's a series that was good as a TV show for sure? Yes, yeah, absolutely. That that was good as a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, uh, we're gonna go and move on to our next discussion, where we're gonna talk about The Northman, directed by Robert Eggers. Okay, uh, this is uh, you know about. Norse mythology and Norse like kind of like uh, character. It's about a guy named Prince Amleth. Uh, he's on the verge of becoming a man when his father is brutally murdered by his uncle. Okay, and then his uncle kidnaps his mother, the boy's mother. Two decades later, Amleth is now a Viking, raiding villages here and there. Uh, and then he meets a seeress who reminds him of his vow, which was to save his mother, kill his uncle, avenge his father. Starring Alexander Skarsgård, Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicole Kidman, William Defoe, Willem Dafoe, Clay's Bang, Ethan Hawke, and Bjork. Um, you know, D- Robert Eggers directed The Witch. That was his first debut with An- Anya Taylor-Joy. And he directed Lighthouse with Willem Dafoe and um, Pattinson. Uh, you know, our boy Batman. <laughs> Robert Pattinson. Uh, and he directed this one. And all of his movies kind of have the same like vibe and feel of just like this brutality and bloodiness. Uh, but Ed, I wanted to get your, uh, you know, your take on the Northman. Yeah. Um, huge Robert Eggers fan. Um, the witch is definitely one of my favorite movies. Um, so I was super excited coming into this. This is Robert Eggers with a budget. You know, I think yeah. they were saying it's like between 60 and 90 million. Oh this shit! One, I did. I didn't know that. That's but yeah, which is like a considerable jump. Granted, it has like a pretty big cast. Yeah, and uh, so um, yeah, and it it lived up to all my expectations. Honestly, I tried to avoid too many reviews. I didn't watch any of the extended trailers that came out upon its release. And, uh, and I mean, uh, I knew it was going to be kind of like a straightforward revenge tale, but interwoven with its, you know, its culture's mythology and all of that. And it was completely just like spellbinding. Like it really pulls you in. It's so visceral and it, not like forced or anything it just uh it really works it keeps you invested the whole time uh like i feel like somebody said it was like a slow burn but i feel like this movie moved really quickly yeah uh it it never really lingered 
uh, on anything too long. And if it was, it was because something was actually happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, overall I went with, um, our friends, Mike Lindauer and Bryce Perkins, uh, and, uh, they both thoroughly enjoyed it too. They were really engaged with it. Uh, and yeah, the visuals are fucking beautiful. The action is intense. Um, it is brutal. The acting is really good. Uh, you know, if, I don't really have anything bad to say about it. Yeah. But at, at first I felt like Nicole Kidman was uh, kind of miscast. But then she has a scene that comes later on where she finally sees or uh, is brought to realize who Amleth, uh, Alexander Skarsgård's character is. And that scene is yeah. just so good. And then you're just like, oh yeah, well, that's why you got Nicole Kidman. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's fucking nuts. Uh, but yeah, it was really good. It was very epic. Um, even though it was kind of like on a small scale, uh, it was the, the, the locations were really beautiful. That end sequence was just like embedded in my mind yeah. for hours after that. It was just very cool. The score was cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, 2022 is so far off to a great start as far as movies, uh, for me anyway, like it started off with turning red. All right, good. Dip your toe in, uh, the Batman, uh, everything everywhere all at once. And then this, it's yeah. just like really quality films that are out right now. So, uh, yeah, I, and this one made like 12 million. It's opening week weekend. I would say I would implore everybody to go try and see it, if only to allow Robert Eggers to keep making movies like this the way that he wants to tell them. Because yeah. this could have really just been a straightforward Viking quote-unquote epic that didn't even dabble in its mythology or anything like that. And I think it would have been a much lamer movie had they gone that route. But they embraced everything. Uh, and yeah, it was just very cool. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, you're totally right. This thing is dripping with Norse mythology, and it's just taking the lead and everything. And they hired a bunch of experts, a lot of historians, and they and you know he has said himself that this is he claims that this is the most historically accurate Viking movie ever made. Like he takes yeah. pleasure in in knowing that, and like like you, the big budget that you were mentioning, you can see it in the sets because everything yeah. is built the way it was built in that time. The clothes they're wearing are using fabrics of that time. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's a 360 degree set that is just, you are like, even the doors, the way, they, the way that they move and the way that they're built, you're like, oh yeah, this shit's like from the Viking era. And it just gives yeah. off this whole vibe. That's already like, I will say this, you know, if you're not into, brutal bloody primal animalistic like you know stuff that's a little bit unnerving don't see this movie you know <laughs> because this shit is like it is raw it's primal i mean this is what he does very like, when primal he did, very when he carnal did, yeah, yeah it, very carnal the way he does witch the way he did lighthouse he has clearly has a theme that he has of just yeah. like going into this uncomfortability of this animalistic stuff and it's just like being back in that time 
when you didn't have distractions, when you were literally left alone to like the environment. Yeah. Like you can go fucking insane just like being in the unknown and you are being dropped into the unknown. The pacing is done. So it's like very uh, unnerving and you don't get a lot of information as you're going through it, you know, which is also yeah. makes you uncomfortable as you're watching it. Cause you're just like, what's happening? What's going on? Wait, is it? And so you're constantly left on the edge on this thing with just like visuals of like, you know, and they pecking they and stabbing and bloody and just like just like raw emotion of this animalism that takes over. Yeah, you know? and and it, they don't they don't <coughs> they're not shy about it either. They get no. into the weird shit like <laughs> pretty early on. Uh, there's like a a, a ritual uh, scene with Ethan yeah. Hawke, uh, the kid, and Willem Dafoe, uh, where they're just like howling at the moon like dogs and sniffing each other and stuff like that. But yeah, it's not, you know, it's not, it doesn't come across poorly, like in the hands of like a lesser director, you know, shit like that would just cause people to laugh, but it's so like intense and yeah. uh, genuine, I guess it just feels, uh, you know, important and, you know, you just take it all in. If anything, you just, you, you're kind of like immersed in everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and- yeah, so, I'm, yeah, no, no, I, I, you know, and I think the whole theme of being an animal is huge. Like, there was a whole time when they were, like, berserking and taking over a village, and they mm-hmm. were just, like, As wolves, wolves. Yeah, yeah, taking over. But at the beginning of the movie, they, they talk about, like, you're not an animal, you're a man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so there is this theme of, like, them becoming animals to take over towns, but in the end, he had, you know, the story of this, I would say, is probably the the simplest story that Eggers has done in his last oh, yeah. three movies. Mm-hmm. Like this yeah. was very straightforward. It's a revenge story, and you know it's There's based no on... mind fuckery about it. Yeah, it's yeah, really. It, you know the direction's gonna go. He's gonna get revenge, and it's also based um, oh. on a story that's and, and Hamlet is based off of this story. Actually, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, that's so uh, Amleth. What's his name? What's his name? Am- yeah, Amleth. 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 If you if you reorganize those uh, the letters and that uh, you get Hamlet and that's where Shakespeare kind of got his reference of it and that's what happens you know his dad gets killed by his uncle and he has to like reclaim the throne and he has revenge over him and sure there's like some differences obviously but yeah. um, the story is revenge 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 and then at the end there is a turn when I mean it, it still ends in an Eggers fashion where it's like things are kind of terrible but it ends somewhat good because he like well, it's kind of protected his daughters and he yeah, like very poetic it's poetic very, uh, it's very poetic yeah i mean the whole thing is like a war poem it, oof, beautifully said yeah i was watching i was like this feels like shakespeare like i'm yeah. watching like and a shakespearean like, movie exactly and like with the lighthouse and the witch they you know they put that in the dialogue too you know mm-hmm. they try and make it of that era you know, as well as they can using, like, the English language and stuff like that. But it's still, yeah, very, just incredibly done. Yeah, And, uh, like, like just said. to give you, like, a, a a clear picture of just, like, how intense this shit gets, it's like the, the final, the climax of the movie takes place uh, at the edge of an erupting volcano. 
and you've just got these two guys buck ass naked yeah about with to swords fight. yeah fucking fighting. It's so so yeah it's just like it, it's almost like a the the truest realist bro movie you could think of really it's just the way that these guys do battle and you know they've got their battle cries and everything Again, it's dripping so with that intense. norse mythology do you know what i mean yeah like, he, yeah like, exactly they're just visuals of like you know, things that you may not understand, like the raven coming in or the Valkyrie flying him into the sky, the, the, oh. the tree. Like, there's all these images that you may not get, but those images have been with mankind for thousands, like for thousands of years, hundreds of years. Yeah. And that meant something to them. And even just portraying that on screen, you may not understand what's happening, but it definitely does have a visceral effect. And that's what his movies do. You know, like The Witch mm-hmm. had to do with like, you know, Christian and, and like uh, that religious and uh, paganistic ritual mythology. Lighthouse had to yeah. do with the Greek mythology of Poseidon and all of these things. And now we're doing the Norse and he loves it. And it's like for Marvel movies, you have all these Easter eggs. This motherfucker has Easter eggs, but for Norse lore, you know what I mean? It's just like yeah. riddled with shit that I'm sure people who love this mythology is like, oh, my God, look at that. That's from blah blah blah. That's that's the metal. That's the raven. Blah blah blah. Odin, <laughs> you know what I mean. Odin, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, it's it's a really great movie. Should definitely be nominated, especially for like, uh, it's, you know, production design, costume, and cinematography. Cinematography, yeah, yeah. Can I ask something about it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now listen, I didn't see this movie. Okay, so this is just me asking questions. Um. Have you guys seen Big Little Lies on HBO? Yeah. Uh, I haven't, but I want to. Correct me if I'm wrong. Nicole Kidman and uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Uh, they're they're yeah, husband they're and married. wife on that show, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And Was that weird seeing them as, you know what I mean, mother and son? It was in one scene. One? No. Well, I will say, well, yeah, it was weird in one scene, uh, but that same scene is that scene I was describing earlier with Nicole Kidman, where it really, you really would appreciate that she's in this movie. Uh, and if anything, it makes the intensity between the two characters. Yeah. Because it was like an afterthought. I was like, oh yeah, they were big little lies together. Yeah. And I wonder if like that's how she got connected to this film, too. Um, but uh it, I, I, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really like take away from it, sure. uh, just because of the re- just because of the relationship that the characters have in this movie. Sure. Uh, but uh, they clearly work really well together. Uh, even think, if like they usually end up like spewing venom at one another. It made me think films. about uh, Ben Affleck and Diane Lane. They did the that Superman movie like all those years ago, Hollywood. Yeah. Whatever. Hollywood Land. And, yeah. Uh, and then in Batman versus Superman, you know what I mean? She was like Superman's mom. And he was, bad, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, he was I, just. I watched you guys have sex in a movie, like it's weird. This it's weird dynamic. Uh, it's weird. But uh, no, no, I was just curious about that if that threw you off at all. But also to Nicole Kidman's, I mean, uh, credit, she is, she's doing the most right now. You know what I mean? Like she I, is. Oh, she's, I she's just very realized busy. she's done HBO Max, she's done Amazon, and now she's doing Apple TV, and she she's Hulu. Like, yeah, Hulu, and it's like she's yeah. nailing every one of these roles, and it's like, okay, you know what? I'm in. I'm enjoying this Nicole Kidman Renaissance era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like going full force. So, 
so many projects all at once. It's crazy. Uh, but good for her, yeah. Totally. Yeah, you know, I, I thought it was great. Obviously, you know, check it out. But if you're not into, like... Please. Very visceral, bloody, primal stuff. Don't check it out. I know people who aren't into it, and you know, but it's very epic and it's very cool. What's up? Uh, just, just so I can put my foot into this conversation. If you haven't seen yeah. Big Little Lies yet, I mean, it's really. Uh huh. It is. Really I know. Season, I, I, season I've been trying to. Has Sarah? I've been trying that? to see a Big Little. No, oh, she's seen them. She's been trying. Bro, we, she's been you. trying to get me to see it as well. She's right. Um, All right, shout out to Sarah Cortez. Okay, she's correct. <laughs> Watch yeah, that show. I got. I know. I gotta watch that show. It's if I'm be, watching Miss Maisel, list. you can watch Big Little Lies. Okay. That, no, I know. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see uh, Big Little Lies. You I'm know what I mean? To this. Okay. <laughs> okay. I have. To, well, can know, I put in? I, can I, I put, put in a foot in the right door now. in this game? In this fight? This three way? Uh, Wait. Are you? We, uh, if you're trying to sell me, I'm. I'm sold. I'm gonna. I've been wanting no, no, to no, see no. this. Okay. I'm just saying. Like, all right, Miguel, back at you. Yeah. Come, come theater or streaming, go see The Northman. Okay, that I can do. I did I did jump on Apple TV this week and search The Northman, and I was surprised at how many movies are called The Northman. The Northman? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, but not this. Oh, movie. you don't want this Northman. That's the other movie. Northman. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I tell you what, I'll do it back to back. I'll do uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once and The Northman. Okay. Yes. There you go. For two there different vibes. Very, yeah, insanely different vibes. I don't think I laughed much in the North. I will say, I've never. Uh, I was telling Kristen, I've never felt so much FOMO than when you guys were talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. And then I also uh-huh. got on the internet, and the internet was like, "We fucking love this movie." I was like, God <laughs> damn it! I just, I'm missing. Oh, uh, good one. Don't worry, I'm gonna get yeah. it. It's gonna. It's still out there. It's still out there. There's I found, still time. I found an AMC gift card in my wallet today, so I'm gonna try nice. to. Fuck yeah! So let's go. Nice. I, and you know what, Miguel? What? For, for you, I would prioritize everything, everywhere, all at once over the Northman because I think you will genuinely okay. love that movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Write that down, all right? On paper? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> all right, I'm writing it down. Well, M- Miguel Sanchez has my permission to be. <laughs> uh, anyway, carry on. <laughs> That's it. You know, we did. That's our discussion. Now we're moving into our final segment. Makes me sad because I feel like that means a podcast is going to come to an end. That's okay. We're on a we're roll. Come today, back though. again. We're, 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 we are on a roll today. Yeah. I just am enjoying this so much. You know, it's just here we are in the third act. Um, we're going to talk about what we are into. Uh, we're going to throw the ball to Miguel. Miguel, what have you been into? Okay, so not a lot this week other than I am just Luis for you. I am watching Miss Maisel, okay? <laughs> I'm still watching that show. Oh, uh, good, we're good. in season three right now. It's uh, oh shit, just as engaging. We're about halfway through season three. So when I get to I season better jump four, in, yeah. dude, let me know. Let you know, all right? Yeah. Uh, other than that, I've also been doing uh, Far Cry 6. I've been a little behind right as Far Cry 6 came out. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn also came out. Um, yeah. Or, I'm sorry, the Forbidden West, the sequel. So I ended up shifting over to that game, and I'm kind of picking it back up, and I just finished today, Far Cry 6. I gotta say, if you play the Far Cry games, um, it's a little bit more of the same. Some things you're you're mm-hmm. used to and have seen before. I thought, for me personally, one of the weaker entries into the Far Cry franchise. Okay. Uh, fan, fan tra- you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
franchise. There it is. I had to say it. Um, it just, I didn't think the story was as engaging. The end was really good, um, but the story overall, I just wasn't super engaged. The mechanics of the gameplay itself weren't very, uh, uh, they didn't really like, push, you know what I mean, anything yeah. forward. It was just kind of more of the same. Uh, and I, I found myself getting very frustrated with this game more than other Far Cry games. Mm. So um, overall, I just finished it today, the story. Uh, I would give it like maybe like a 7 out of 10, you know? Which other Far Cry would you would you recommend to play? So I, I haven't, and I want the very first Far Cry game I played was the fourth one, and most people yeah. will tell you the third one is the best. Now I haven't played that uh-huh. one yet, um, but I, I do want to talk about this fucking deal that I got on this game. This is <laughs> okay. a PS5 game. PS5 games typically go for like seventy dollars. For uh-huh. sixty dollars total, when I bought this game, I got Far Cry Six on PS5. I got Far Cry Five. I got Far Cry Four and Three. Oh Damn. shit, dude! I mean, how'd you that, get that deal? That is a deal, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't know. PlayStation had it as a deal, as a sale uh, earlier in this year. I mean, almost right after the game came out, and um, maybe like a few months after. And wow. I was just like, "That's it. If I'm gonna spend sixty dollars on one game, and I can still get, you know what I mean, three other yeah. solid Far Cry games, dude, that is absolutely the deal." And I really love Far Cry Four, um, Far Cry Five has a lot of elements that I really like. There was one major thing that I was taken aback and I didn't enjoy and that kind of ruined my gameplay. But as far as like the ones that I have played, I think six is the weakest. Um, four is maybe my favorite with five being like really solid entry. So right. I've been doing a lot of uh, video game sequels lately. Uh, this is definitely one that I would tell you to play uh, the, the franchise, excuse me, maybe the not franchise. So yeah. Yeah. Did you have like I know you can have um, <clears throat> little animal buddies like Chicharron, yes, and like so you know that's, the alligator. That's been something yeah. that's been kind of like at the last two or three games they've been introducing that you can have these like animal companions. Um, I enjoyed. Did them you utilize them that much or, or uh, not really? I, I more so in the fifth game than I did the sixth game. So in five, I found myself using those those uh, animals a lot, you know, because they would yeah. help you kill a bad guy or or find a thing. In this game, I didn't think they were as useful. Um, I also thought, like, the weapons were not as great. Like, I, I felt like they were very nerfed. So, like, I would go and shoot a bad guy, and it would take me, like, yeah. you know what I mean, six, seven, eight tries on one person oh, before they would die. And it was just like, ah, that's not really... Uh, I don't know. It, it felt like the, the power system wasn't as balanced. And I thought yeah, the yeah, overall yeah. story was uh, somewhat engaging. Um Giancarlo Esposito, he plays like the main bad guy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, and and you go, yeah, he plays good bad guys. But I was yeah. just kind of not as engaged into the story uh, as I had right. previously. So. He can only do so much to carry the story. You know what I mean? You need yeah. other things to help uh, He had a really good ending. Like, I really enjoyed the ending of the game. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, like I said, seven out of ten. Not my favorite Far Cry game. I think everyone really loves the third one, and that's the one I'm kind of thinking yeah. about playing next. Um, oh yeah. Uh, but for me, the fourth and fifth one were kind of my faves. Cool. Yeah, I mean that's the I I had a deal where I got that one. Got for Far Cry Six. I still haven't played it, but um, yeah. If you play three, I mean, let me know. Then I can jump on the good one. All right. So next one. Um, <laughs> We'll stream it on Twitch <laughs> at Punchdrunk. Yeah. Right after the puzzle stream. We're going to do there the Far Cry 3 stream. Um, 
Ed, what what have you got going? All right. Um, so I believe last week I mentioned that Sarah and I had started watching uh, Netflix's Dairy Girls. Yeah. Uh, which is the Irish, uh, based comedy. Uh, it's just two season long. Two seasons long. It's got a third one coming out probably next year. Uh, and it's just a real lovely, short and sweet, hilarious, uh, little romp. So if you guys just like need a jolly good laugh, uh, with Irish accents, that's the show. Um, and they're like 20 minutes a pop. So you're really not like having to invest a whole lot of time. I love uh, we just, we just got through, um, the... Netflix has this uh, series, uh, Conversations with a Killer, uh, with uh, the John Wayne Gacy tapes. Uh, we just finished that. Thumbs up again. Yeah, thumbs up. I will say it is like almost a little overproduced in that they, you know, while these guys are, uh, you know, people could be discussing like the crimes and or the era or whatever, and they're just, like, cutting to just, like, B footage of, like, oh, well, this is what sex looks like, and this is what, mm-hmm. uh, you know, homoeroticism looks like, you know, and, yeah, it's all pertinent to what they're talking about, but it's not, like, footage of anything that's actually pertaining to the story. If you watch it, you get my meaning. It's just, like, a, a lot of excess, but, you know, the, the, the you know, the, the tapes themselves, and then the witnesses, and the the uh, like the officers and the lawyers who were all involved in this case. Everything that they have to say is very you know gripping, and obviously it's super uh, troubling and distressing. So if you're if you're not into murders, this is not for you. Um, but it is. I mean, I I like get it. The the last one they did was the Ted Bundy tapes. Yeah. Um. I mean, it it, it is really gripping and horrifying stuff like yeah it's pretty fucked up but uh yeah if you're into that sort of thing i definitely recommend uh and then uh i just thought with moon knight going so well the only uh mcu show i hadn't watched yet was hawkeye so in the space of two days i watched all six episodes of that one did you like it i did like it um i have a question yeah when I started Hawkeye, I didn't like the first couple episodes, and then it really okay. got better for me. I don't know if you had the yeah. same experience, but like when they brought in um, Florence Pugh's character uh, Elena into the mix, yeah. and they had she had a conversation with, uh, oh my god, Kate. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about when they're in her house? Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you just reminded me of something that I want to talk about because that back and forth is probably my favorite thing of the whole Hawkeye series. I think interesting the way that that I I fell in love with Florence Pugh for some reason, that scene, because it's just like, I don't know the, the way that that conversation goes from point from like the beginning to the end has such like a transitionary arc where she's very friendly and then shit gets very real. And then shit gets very, well, it gets very friendly then very vulnerable and then it gets very real. And I just, you know, love her in this, in this series. Uh, but starting up, I wasn't sure. And then I thought it ended up in the middle pretty good. And then in the end was like, okay. 
Yeah, uh, but you know what? It it never. I don't think it ever overreached. No. In the story that it was trying to tell, it never kind of uh, went. I guess it, it kind of suitable for the character of Hawkeye in general. I guess just mm -hmm. that he is the one without superpowers. He is the guy with just like a bow and arrow. Uh, but uh, I think they tackle it appropriately like um i don't know i i was grateful that it was six episodes uh and they seemed to move along pretty well uh you know they could have probably lost one episode of all the you know extra stuff but overall i i thought it was pretty like even up to florence Pugh's entrance i i was mm -hmm. i found myself enjoying myself i think Haley steinfeld does a good job playing off of uh uh, Jeremy Renner yeah. and Florence P Florence Pugh. Uh, actually, the biggest problem I had with this whole one was um, uh, Vera Farmiga. You know, I I I got that's got to be a directing thing because you know she's a good actor. Yeah, she, no, exactly. She just came off a very certain way that was like her role know. in this. And Miguel, you understand this. I, Luis, I can't remember if you've seen. Uh, Godzilla, uh, Gods and Monsters, mm -hmm. uh, or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, but I hated her character in that one. And it was just because it's stupid. It's just like this person who does terrible things and just gets away with it, basically. Or, well, I guess she doesn't in this show. But whatever. I just didn't buy it, really, I guess. I, I, I struggled to buy it. And yeah, like you said, she's a great actress. So. Uh, I guess it just sucks to see her misused. But overall, I I enjoyed that it was kind of like Christmas base, and the whole yeah. goal, the overall goal, was to get Hawkeye back home for Christmas. Yeah. Um, and I, what made me want to write a note down, uh, you mentioned like you really got on board once Florence Pugh came on. One thing I did think about is like a majority of this new wave of Marvel is going to be a bunch of fucking... I know they're not teenagers, but oh. it's just like all, all these like yeah. sharp-quipped, uh, sarcastic... You know, it's just like a whole lot of these... They're building to yeah. the young Avengers. A lot of these young kids. Right? <laughs> it's a, it's building the young, young Avengers, Avengers coming up. It is the young, yeah, I get yeah. It. it, but it's just like, uh, what did I have a problem with? This? I had a problem with this in uh, Peacemaker, only in the sense that at a certain point, is it going to start feeling like all of the characters are the same? Like, they're just going to be awkward around each other, or like, can you imagine uh, Haley Steinfeld and uh, Tom Holland in a scene together? And they're both I just mean, like shrugging and feeling awkward, and I don't know what well, to do in yeah, this moment. I'm, I'm sure they'll find a way to piece it together where they're not just like they're complimenting people. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you have like a Kate Bishop, and then you have a Mark Spector. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like a Doctor Strange, and a Yelena, or something like that. Yeah. You know, like they'll find ways to, because it's true. I mean, th there's a lot of like spunky, punky attitudes here happening. Yeah. Uh, and I think they just have to manage how they all kind of come together as like. And intertwine, yeah, yeah. Um, I I do I, like the I do like the back and forth of 
the Yelena and Kate Bishop, like they seem like I want to see them together more, just like as friends, you know, like they yeah, seem like yeah. Uh, and I was gonna say, like uh, Yelena, no, Florence Pugh definitely feels comfortable in this role. She's already yeah. like selling it yeah. really yeah. well, and uh, to her credit, she's probably maintained the best Russian accent so far in the entire MCU <laughs> franchise. <laughs> Um, just and, honestly, I haven't heard her even. Out. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, probably right. Uh, but at least, like, it didn't go away the second time she made an appearance. Perfect, you know what yeah. I mean? It was strong. So, and oh, and uh, I haven't mentioned. I don't know. I, I I never watched those other Netflix Marvel shows, but obviously, Kingpin uh, yeah. makes oh, an appearance. That's true. Um. So that was fun. Um. Uh, You know, the whole season just had, like, you know, some tongue-in-cheek humor. It realized the character that it was dealing with, which was Hawkeye. And, you know, obviously people aren't, like, screaming about a Hawkeye movie. So I think it did a good job at just kind of giving us his closure that he needed from Endgame. Because obviously he wasn't going to be the focus after that. And, uh, And I think it did it pretty admirably and Haley Steinfeld is a really talented uh actress so I think uh that that handoff so to speak Ed, was a lot of fun and they had fun with it yes let me ask you this uh yes. I didn't finish watching Hawkeye I'm currently watching Moon Knight let me just ask your yes. opinion you finished it what do you think do you think one's better than the other Ooh. okay so shows. I guess Sure, I mean, kinda, sure. Yeah. No, I know, but I just, I, I'm just curious. But no, I was thinking about this earlier today. Uh, provided that Moon Knight, you know, sticks the landing, I would say that Moon Knight overall has a more uh, intriguing mm. story going on, and uh, obviously it's a new character, so um, we really don't know what's going to happen with it. Um, I will say that Hawkeye is definitely one of the more consistent of the shows, I feel like, from episode to episode, mm-hmm. um, where I think right now I would rank the shows uh, WandaVision, Moon Knight, uh, Hawkeye, wow. Lo- Loki, Falcon, and Winter Soldier. Wow. Now what about What If? And those two, those, oh, and What If, yeah, I keep forgetting about What If because it really was <laughs> like an a... animated show. But it is going to make like, it, it is going to make a presence known in the new Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. No, and I, I know, uh, and but and also the anthology feel of it all, right? Too. I love uh, made it. No, I I really enjoyed it too. I just tend to forget it because it was <laughs> the animated one. Again, I enjoyed it. I really yeah, did. I I watched the the whole series. I enjoyed that. So okay, well, with what if uh, <laughs> I would probably. S- Smack that right in the middle, but uh, and honestly, Loki and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier are kind of interchangeable because I, I really didn't care for Loki. I know people really (sighs) did like it, but man, I just walked away from that uninterested and kind of disappointed. Wow. Um, One Division really did stick the landing; like it made everything leading up to that point worthwhile. Um. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was just kind of like uh that that was like a prime example of like episodes being hits and misses and it really only like a 50-50 sure. 
each way. And then, like I said, with Moonlight, it remains to be seen. Like, finale next week. I'm I'm excited for it. And, uh, yeah. But, like, Hawkeye, like I said, it was, like, very consistent all the way through. I found it enjoyable. That's true. Uh, it had some good laughs. It had some good action. And because of the action and the character they're dealing with, they didn't have to, like, lean into a bunch of CGI, you know? Uh, Even though so there I don't was know, some CGI. It was, it was, like, the most befitting of that character. And to sum it up, and, like, if they had done it in a movie, it would have been a prime example for, uh, and I guess they're doing this with Guardians, but, like, yeah, make it, like, a Christmas special movie. The MCU Christmas special sure. movie. Uh, and I did get a huge kick out of the Avengers musical. Yeah. And if you guys check my notes, I was yeah. just like, the the song that they do is uh, I Can Do This All Day, which was very quirky. They opened the series with it, but then it's like a mid, it's a mid credit scene at the last episode. Yeah. And so watching the entire thing, I was like, no, I don't want to see a musical about that. <laughs> But, uh, you know, the idea of it was amusing, and it's just like that very cheesy yeah, yeah. Broadway style that, you know, makes me cringe, but it worked, it worked for this, it was funny. So uh, it's funny. And of course I, they would yeah. choose his, like, best tagline. Yeah. For his, like, yeah, it was cool, it was funny. It's funny, I, I, uh, I was watching um, Tick, Tick, Boom, Boom, right? That's mm -hmm. the name of the movie. Tick, um, Tick, Boom. Tick, tick, boom, uh, with Andrew Garfield, and they have like this one musical scene in the diner where they have all these epic Broadway stars, like from yeah. different Broadway mo movies coming or Broadway's not movies, Broadway's coming in and singing these parts. And one of the guys shows up, and I'm like, oh my god, that's the guy from Hawkeye, the Avengers musical, and he was singing <laughs> in it. But that no, but like Sarah told me that he was like originally in Rent. And so the fact that they got him, this guy from Rent, into Hawkeye doing a musical was pretty As great. like a little cameo, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. but I thought it was funny, like, oh, that's the guy from Hawkeye. And like, this <laughs> musical thing is like, dude, yeah, he's like, How fortunate for more. him that he should be a cameo in a yeah. MCU film. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, no, it's good. I, I, Luis, what have you yeah, been yeah, into? Yeah, what have no, I been sorry, into? <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have been like the past couple, I guess, months, two months, three months. I don't know. I've been catching up on America Chavez on her comics. I think some she's someone that I don't know. I know she's coming to Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. And I just wanted to know more about this character because they kept coming up, coming up, coming up. Um, you know, I won't go into everything that I've known, but I just wanted to talk about the personality that I get from her. And like the personality it seems like i'm not getting in these doctor strange movies i haven't seen the movie obviously all i've seen is trailers and i've seen the, the actor but when you read america chavez she is like tough as nails she's intimidating she's like a badass she doesn't take shit from anyone you know you don't want to cross her she'll like fuck you up you know what i mean that's america chavez she's strong she's like she can go into different dimensions um and her, she always like punches first and asks questions later. You know what I mean? She's very practical. She doesn't like to get emotional. She's just like, let's do this shit. Um, you know, even when she is emotional, there's this funny quote that I pulled up where Loki says, "Ugh, is love really going to save us all? And then America Chavez says, of course it is. Anyone who says otherwise gets stomped into paste. 
You know what I mean? So she still has a sensitive side, but it still comes across very much like I'm going to fuck you up kind of situation or like, let's just beat people up to solve this, this, this thing. Um, she's been in different groups. She's been on the teen brigade. She's been on the ultimates, uh, a different kind of ultimates that you read, Ed. Um, and then she was Finally. in, <laughs> well, because the whole, basically the whole universe collapsed and then it regrouped again. So that's the only reason. Sure. She, no, I, I was yeah, going to yeah. say, I, she wasn't anywhere that I read. So, no, no, no uh, not at all. There's very, di- very yeah. almost like very different ultimates. They just took the name and rebranded yeah. it. Um, mm-hmm. She was in the Young Avengers, and she was also in the West Coast Avengers, and she had her own uh, storyline, two of them. And so I'm working on the Doctor Strange Hero music video. I talked about that, That's how right. I'm getting all the clips and trailers that have been released of Doctor Strange, and I'm compiling them into the Hero music video by Chad Kroger in memory of Sam Raimi coming back to the Marvel Universe. Uh, um, yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's coming out soon. I think that's going to come out in before a week or Dr. two, my Strange? music video. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Before Doctor Strange is going to come out, because I got to get on that tidal wave of everybody looking for Doctor Strange content. Dude, you know, yep. I got to get on that algorithm wave of like people to pick up. Uh, it's pretty much almost done. Now I'm just like ciphering through like new Dude, footage, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm running out of space. Uh, they just so it's came pretty out cool. with like a new TV spot a couple days ago. Dude, that, that was my oh, first yeah. thought was, oh, content, Luis, let's go. Exactly. Man. I got like three or four new scenes out of that. I was like, ooh, I'm looking at that. I'm like, what new scenes? So I see all of the America Chavez like that is in this movie of Doctor Strange. And when I see it, the, the character is different than what I expected after reading it. Fair enough. That's fair. So I don't really know what's good, what I'm, what to expect for Doctor Strange. but. Go to Punch Drunk Nerd. Why don't you follow us? Why don't you rate and review? Okay? Get us on the algorithm. Get us on the flow. All right? Let people know that we are here to party. We need 100 subscribers. Okay? So please please tell your grandmother. You know what I mean? Tell her friends. Exactly. Just go go to your grandma's house. Go to her her computer. Don't even ask her. Just click the button. Ring the bell. button. It's not bada boom, bada bang. It's fine. Absolutely not. <laughs> so, in the words of our good friend Mark Sp- or Stephen Grant, later Gators. Later Gators. <laughs>